Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Rattled and Shook is released weekly, every Thursday, and brought to you absolutely free. But if you want to listen ad-free, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus at tenderfootplus.com or on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get exclusive bonus episodes. For more information, check out the show notes. Now, enjoy the episode. And now, presenting Rattled and Shook. I'm April. And I'm Meredith. And this is Rattled and Shook, a podcast where we tune into scary stories and discuss our deepest, darkest fears, but in a fun way. Yeah. So Halloween was last week. This is that week. accurate? Mm-mm, this week. It was Tuesday. Oh, it was Tuesday. Halloween was two days ago. Yep. But really, as we record this, it's four days away. Don't tell them. That ruins the magic. The illusion. Oh, sorry. Today is Thursday. Um, excuse me. Do you know every episode is. is actually done live? This is all live streamed. <laughs> also, I am holding an M&M up poised in my fingertips. Eat it. Because I was about to eat it. Eat the M&M. This is Halloween candy. Oh, look at you enjoying your Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. Is that really Halloween candy? Yeah, it's that bag I bought for Halloween Horror Nights that no one ate. Oh, yeah. April showed up to <laughs> our Halloween Horror Nights uh, pre-session. I, I would call pre-game. it a pre-game, but sure. Yeah. It was a lot of gear involved. We were getting our gear together. Mm-hmm. Um, but she showed up to the pre-game with a bag of Halloween candy, and uh, she was the only one that, par- that partook. <laughs> but I love that about her. We kept... Moving from room to room, like first we ate in the dining room and I put it out in the dining room and then we moved to the room where we were, the equipment was getting set up and then I brought it into that room and was like, it's here now. And I kept pointing it out to people and everyone was like, it was okay. in the car. And then, yeah, put it in the car with us. It, it, here it is again. I hope that people listening can relate to the lingering bag of Halloween candy. Mm. I'm sure many people can because Halloween was only two days ago. Right. Two days ago. Mm-hmm. We're keeping keeping yep. with that. Yeah, Halloween was only two days ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, wherever you are, I hope you're chowing down on some, you know, 
What's a good candy these days? Snickers. Some Reese's? Yeah. Oh, you say Reese is different. I know. I say Reese's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's wrong. It's Reese's. <laughs> but I say Reese's. And I always have. Do other people say Reese's? Is that just me? I think this is a thing. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say Reese's. Okay. All right. That's that's the new focus of this entire episode. <laughs> do you say Reese's or do you say Reese's? Because I know that a lot of people say Reese's Pieces too. <laughs> or is that also just me? Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Who's saying pieces? I do. <laughs> I do. I say Reese's pieces. <laughs> okay. That's actually really cute. That's like I need to know if I'm alone in this. Like I would train my niece to say it that way because I would think it was cute for her to say it. But you're a grown woman. But not and- for me. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> <laughs> still, I, I still I like it. It's a little whimsical. <laughs> I, I hope this is a thing. All right, let us know if it's a thing. Yeah. I don't should know. I, should I leave off with some M&M ASMR? Yeah, go for it. M&M M&M ASMR. Let me know if that was gross or uh, you enjoyed it. <laughs> Let us know if that was good for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Story time. Growing up in La Quinta in the 90s, the neighborhoods were like still being developed, so houses were few and far between. And as the local babysitter, I was booked on a Saturday night for the family that moved to this new golf course in Thousand Palms, aka the Boonies. It was so new that the sand from the desert was covering part of the road leading to their driveway. The couple was really nice, seemed desperate for a date night. When I got there, Their baby was just under two and was already in bed, crying in the nursery. Parents said to just let him cry himself to sleep, but after about 10 minutes, it felt so bad that I went in there to comfort him. And at the sight of a stranger, me, he started to scream. I picked him up and I walked him around the nursery, found a binky, and put him back down to exhaust himself to sleep. I could still hear him crying as I went back into the living room, but another 10 minutes and he was out. Stressful, but everyone was okay. And so I put on MTV. The house itself was a beautiful, mid-century modern single-story ranch overlooking the golf course. The living room windows were floor to ceiling sliding doors and there were no blinds installed. I'm watching TV for a bit when the landline rings. In the 90s, we were trained to pick up the phone and say, hello, so-and-so's residence. I heard heavy breathing on the other end with no reply. So I hung up after a few seconds. It was unnerving, but I thought it was just a wrong number. A few commercials later, the phone rings again. I pick up and before I can say anything, I hear a deep, intense voice say, What's your favorite scary movie? Mind you, I am not a scary movie fan, so I hadn't seen the movie Scream at this point. I responded, sorry, I think you have the wrong number. And then right before I hang up, they yell, Now I'm properly freaked out. Remember, it's dark, so I cannot see out the windows. 
but whoever's on the golf course can definitely see in, because remember, there's no blinds. Instead of calling the parents, I call my dad crying. He and my older sister come to the house to console me. I tell them what happened, and they say it's just a prank. They check the dark parts of the house I'm too afraid to go into, as well as the perimeter of the house. Again, none of us have seen the movie Scream. They say I'm okay and leave me there to get murdered. I have about 30 minutes of peace until... Ring, 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 ring. This time I just let the phone ring and I listen to the answering machine for the creepy voice. Nothing. That was the final straw for me. The poor couple, they got maybe an hour and a half of alone time before I summoned them home. Never babysat for them again. Whether it was a prank or not, I believe someone was watching me, and my female instinct to not get murdered was too strong. Fast forward four years, I was working at a summer camp, and our team lead decided to host a bloody waffles and scary movie night. The movie? Scream. I watched the first 20 minutes, had a panic attack, and took my waffle to go. I've still never seen it all the way through to this day. Well, I have something in common with this woman. <laughs> I think I can guess what I it too is. I've yeah. also never seen Scream. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In that sense, I have nothing in common with you or this woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We're we're happy in our little club. Will you never watch Scream? No, actually. You must watch it. Honestly, Scream is something that like I've been told I should watch and I would really I think I'd really like it. Yeah. It just wasn't part of I missed like the scream moment um, back when I was even more like horror shy, even though mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's not going to take me down. Um, <laughs> and then I feel like I haven't been around anyone that was like, you know what? Let's watch scream. Well, you know what? Let's watch scream. All right. <laughs> there it is. I was waiting for that my whole <laughs> life. Um, it, but it keeps having a moment. Because, yes. you know, like they've really I think the just reboots. recently the moment has resurged. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask if you've ever, you know, been a babysitter. Um, I can count the number of times on one hand that I babysat because I was not much more mature than the children that I was <laughs> supposed to be <laughs> looking after. Give me the remote. <laughs> no, I want to watch this. I tried to watch my family friends, two kids, and they mm -hmm. were very rambunctious and like, you know, I used to like play with them a lot when we were around, you know, mm -hmm. so I think they saw it as like playtime. Like this is no authority figure. I'm not going to sleep. Yeah, they were going to listen to you. Yeah. And I had to call my mom <laughs> to come help me because <laughs> uh. I was like, they will not go to bed. And she pulled up in front of the house and I ran out onto the front lawn <laughs> to get her. Oh, my gosh. You had to call on reinforcements. And she got mad at me. She was like, get back inside. You can't leave them unattended. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Okay, I see this. Yeah, so babysitting wasn't your, it wasn't your gig. No. That wasn't your. Not my gig. That wasn't your thing. No, I knew from then, I can only be a cool aunt. That's all that I have in yeah, me. Yeah, you're going to be the spooky aunt. <laughs> the spooky cool aunt. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Cool. I was taking cool out of it, but we can put cool back in if you insist. <laughs> yeah. Did you, so did you, were you a babysitter? I could see you being yeah, a babysitter. I was a babysitter. I was actually a babysitter during college. 
for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, I just remembered I did have a scary babysitting story. It's not that scary. Mm-hmm. Wow. Here's here's my, here's another anecdote. Um, but yeah, one time I was babysitting in college and I remember that I think it was the evening and I was babysitting a girl that I would babysit fairly often. Mm-hmm. And we were just the two of us were at the house and they're Australian shepherd. And um, someone came to the door, like someone rang the doorbell and I went to the door and it was like these two phone guys or like internet guys you know, wearing uniforms and with like a clipboard. Mm -hmm. But I answered the door and I remember them starting to ask questions about the home. And then I think I got into a mindset where I was like, oh, shoot, I don't think I'm supposed to tell them. Like, I didn't know how to answer the questions without giving anything away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, hold on, I don't see their car. Did they walk down here? Like, I didn't see like Mm. a vehicle that was marked and then that's when I like had that moment and realized, okay, it's just me and this little girl in the house. Right. And so I can't remember how I got out of it. I remember saying like something about how this wasn't a great time or Mm -hmm. they could just call us or something like that. I think I made an excuse. Yeah. And I I watched them like walk away and round the corner. Oh no. Yeah, because they had hedges down the end of their driveway so I couldn't see where they went after that. And then I remember I actually ended up calling my college boyfriend to come and do a drive-by because <laughs> I was so – because then the <laughs> sunset and I remember being so in my head about it and like paranoid. Yeah. So I get this. I get this story. Like there's something mm-hmm. about babysitting and when someone else enters that sphere, there's just too many movies. I did watch that. What's that movie? When a Stranger Calls? You watched that movie? Yeah, when it came out. Oh, oh, oh. I watched it a long the, time ago. The remake – the remake you're talking about. Yes. Wait, is that the one I watched? It's in that really modern house. It must have been the remake. Yeah, that's the remake. With yep. 2006. Camilla Bell? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Whatever happened to Camilla Bell? That's where my head went. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Camilla, if you're listening, it made an impact on me in 2006. If you're listening. <laughs> Now, a word from our sponsors. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's Journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. 
Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. So I've mentioned this, I don't know how many times it's made it into the podcast, but it's a running thing between Meredith and I that um, I used to, or still, enjoy pranking people, usually unsuccessfully. (laughs) So basically, I tried to pull a Scream-style prank on someone in my uh, early adolescence, and it went very, very wrong. (laughs) Oh, please tell. So... My older sister and her friend were like in a fight or something. I don't know what happened, but my mom got on the phone with the girl's mother to try to like work it out. So your mom was playing mediator, but the moms were playing mediator. Yeah. Well, my mom was trying to and the girl's mother instead decided to like chew my mom out over the phone and was just screaming at her and... So my older sister gets on the phone and is like, do not yell at my mom. And then she hung up the phone on the woman. And I decided to call them back and try to pull a screen prank on them. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I hadn't seen the movies yet, but I knew of scenes, the trailer. I knew stuff about Scream enough to, like, say the, do you like scary movies? Oh, epic. (laughs) (laughs) and i called from our house phone oh no was that protected then nope (gasps) eventually yes but not at this point so i called i tried to pull the prank (laughs) on this lady oh my gosh wait which one did you say i said i'm pretty sure i got in do you like scary movies (laughs) what's your favorite scary movie and (laughs) the other famous line is what's your name I want to know who I'm looking at. Like that one. <laughs> and she thinks your family is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. And she eventually just hung up on me. And then like, you know, a minute later, we got a call. <laughs> and I was like, don't answer it. Don't answer it. <laughs> my mom was like, why? Why? And I was like, don't, just don't. <laughs> and she picks it up and then gets oh screamed at by the woman again. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and my mom was like, what are you talking about? Like, what is happening? And I started crying and then told her what I just did. <laughs> you are the most, you are like the most failed prankster ever. I am. Uh, another one in the books <laughs> for me. Oh, God. Wow. I am living for your failed prankster arc. I was very reluctant to say this because it's like, I feel like this makes me come off like a little weirdo. No, that is, <laughs> that's, it's cute. It's cute. Okay. I mean, it's. I was defending my family. Yeah, okay. it's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> so cute. It's cute when someone's a weird little kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, my friend, are, are a weird little kid. Thank you. I am. Here's our next story. Around eight or nine years ago, I was hanging out at my old house, 
chowing down on some food my mom cooked for me. It was pretty early, like around 11 a.m., so my big brother was at school and my dad was at work. After I finished eating, the home phone in the kitchen started ringing. I told my mom before she went upstairs to her room. She told me not to answer it. But as soon as she was out of sight, I just couldn't resist picking it up to see who was calling us. When I picked up the call, it was my mom's voice on the other end saying, Hey, is this Christina? I was like, yeah, why? We had a whole chat, just like we were in the same room. It was kind of funny. But here's the weird part. My mom was still upstairs. And while I was talking to her, I could hear my dad chatting with her too. I asked my mom if it was dad I could hear, and she said it was. I even asked if I could talk to him, and she passed the phone to him. I started to get a little freaked out, but I was curious, so I asked him what he was up to. He said he was making cereal in the kitchen, but I was currently in the kitchen, on the phone with them. This was getting seriously weird. I started getting suspicious that my parents were playing a prank, so I thought, let's see what happens if I ask to talk to my brother. My dad handed the phone over to my supposed brother, and I got so spooked that I hung up. But then, the phone started ringing again, and I gave in and answered. My family started asking why I hung up. I came up with a lame excuse about needing to go to the bathroom. I decided I'd ask to talk to Christina, which is my name. And that's when things got super eerie. Hi. When I heard myself talking to me, it was just too much. I ended the call. After a few minutes, the phone rang again, but I ignored them. Honestly, to this day, I'm still scratching my head over what went down. I've tried looking for answers and people who've been through similar stuff, but I haven't found anything that clicks. My friend mentioned that maybe I mixed up my memory or had some kind of wild dream, but I'm pretty sure what I experienced was as real as it gets. If anyone out there has a clue or went through something like this, help a confused soul out. I'm still trying to find answers. So, to me, the first thing my mind goes to is this is a very rational fear. We are in the times of AI. Yeah, that is what I thought of too. Yeah, and we're in the times of voice replication. Uh Uh-huh. These things are freaking terrifying. Yeah. They can, like, make you think that someone you love is in distress. Mm-hmm. If you're on TikTok, I've gotten a lot of those videos in my feed Ugh. of people getting scammed like that. Tell me. Someone is talking about, like, their parents picked up the phone and said that they could have sworn it was their daughter screaming for help. Oh, my God. And, that you know, there's a man on the phone saying, I'm going to do X and Y to your daughter if you don't transfer this amount of money. And they sound like, you know, the daughter's like screaming and crying in distress. Like it really sounds like like their child. It's it's freaking 
horrific and disgusting. Like, yeah. I cannot, sorry, I get very worked up about it, but. Yeah. You just got to be so careful. Yeah. There's nothing like getting together face to face. Let's let's just get rid of the phones. Let's let's go back to basics, everybody. I really hope there's a correction almost and we crave more like person to person stuff, not screen bound experiences because I feel like COVID exacerbated things. I mean, I think there's going to be a return to form in that authenticity and people to people contact will have like a mm-hmm. certain kind of value that weirdly, you know, I don't think has been placed there before just because it's going to feel so rare or special, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think we're already seeing that a little bit with like handmade goods and stuff like that. But yeah, and the up, the uptick in what like our generation will pay for experiences versus mm-hmm. what previous generations paid for, I think it's because like experiences are being seen as more valuable you know they're like these like tangible things but i mean that being said um i use technology every single day all the time so right that's the thing is like i hate the phone i hate it we've talked about this I only turned the sound on my phone in case Meredith texts me during the I know. The April told me that that I'm the reason she checks her phone. And I think about that from time to time. <laughs> yeah, it's a new experience. I have all of my group chats muted because I just can't deal with it. <laughs> You're that person. Yeah, I think I, I just given myself anxiety over the years. Mm-hmm. You see it's me on messages. Much. I'm like, immediately. <laughs> but also, <laughs> what about like mimics? I know there are like, oh. you know, cryptids or mythological creatures that can oh, you're do talking things about like, like that. In a supernatural sense. Yeah, let's go all the way there. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, well, I guess it could be someone who's really good at impressions. <laughs> <laughs> Paranormal Reddit voice mimicry. Entity that could purposefully mimic a human voice. The Fae. Some poltergeists as well. That's one of the answers. Skinwalkers. Someone said skinwalkers. I'm not sure I'm like qualified to speak on skinwalkers, but I'm pretty sure skinwalkers are. That is a wild sentence you just said. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't about. have a PhD in skinwalkers. Well, because I think they are Native American folklore. Oh, okay. Oh, I've heard this term before. Yeah. Yeah, they ca- they're kind of like Navajo. a shapeshifter, but they are yes. evil, evil. I think it's it's a very popular topic in... And any horror storytelling where it's, you know, I was home alone one night and I heard my mother's voice coming from the basement, but my mom wasn't mm-hmm. home. Obviously something evil that is trying to lure someone by imitating someone they know. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yeah. It is scary, man. That's one of, because, you know, it gets into the uncanny valley stuff and that's. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. That's very scary. I mean, it's very clear that this is like something people have been worried about for a long time. Right. Doppelgangers, impersonation, mimics, like Mm -hmm. that's like age old. And here we are in the year 2023 making it (laughs) a freaking reality. Oh, it's terrifying. And, you know, we're really not helping anything because Meredith and I have been staring at each other (laughs) over screens for the last few recording sessions. Next time you can come over, we can just hold hands like this. Oh, perfect.
Oh, would you look at that? It's ad time. Hey, guess what's back? It's irrational fear time. Aren't we all excited? Meredith looks really excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I actually am excited because everyone's been sending in a lot of really good irrational fears mm -hmm. and uh, creepy items and all of that stuff. And we've been sitting on it for a while and like compiling. Yep. And I'm ready to let them out into the world to live. Yeah. We've been chomping at the bit, literally. And we would love if you keep them coming. Yep. Because I think that you would be surprised how many people have a similar irrational fear to yours, even though some of these are very unique too. Yeah, there are very interesting details, like this one I'm about to read. I'm like, oh, okay, never thought about that. Let's hear it. Okay. Christine Folzer wrote in, My last apartment complex had a very small laundry room in the building that I had to go outside and around the back of the building to access. If the dryers were closed when I entered the room, my brain would conjure up this vision of a decapitated head laying inside, dead eyes staring up at me. I always opened the dryer doors with trepidation. I've never had this mental image in other laundry rooms, in other places I've lived, before or even since. It was very strange. People and their decapitated heads, man. This is like a common thing. We've had a pattern. People are afraid of severed heads. I mean, they're not pleasant. Who likes a severed head? You know? Yeah. Not me. I don't not know Meredith. why you're no. looking at me like that. No I way. don't like them. She just stared blankly into the distance for a <laughs> Yeah. But it does kind of feel like it gives me that Kevin McAllister in Home Alone sort of like basement dungeony mm -hmm. utility room fear where there's just something like sinister about the utility rooms. Yeah. That's also like Freddy Krueger vibes a little bit. Mm -hmm. I did not have that specific fear, but I did have a very creepy laundry room in my old place that I lived in in New York in the basement, like the sub basement of the building. I attempted to use it once and never again after that because I opened the door and it's this like green fluorescent dim lighting you know, that mm -hmm. you can like hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just, it felt like a place where you'd definitely murder someone, you know? At the very least, you wouldn't want to take a picture down there. No, not at but all. Just the lighting would be bad. Horrible lighting. Bring out every vein in under my skin. But as soon as I open the door, at the same time, a huge rat just scurries across the floor. I immediately just shut the door, and never went back down there again. Classic creepy sub basement like <laughs> laundry room. And that was the year that April dry cleaned every article of clothing, every sock, <laughs> every piece of underwear. I did. I mean, I didn't dry clean it, but I did take it to the laundromat. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's more than like paying a couple dollars to do your laundry. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was, um, I was very uh, frugal in how I wore my clothes or how am I going to say okay, this? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So you didn't bathe very much and uh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, you wore I just the same thing then. loose hygiene. You're an outfit repeater. Yeah. No, that's funny. Okay, so here's the next irrational fear. And this one is an outlier. This one is the only one we have heard like this and I love it. Here we mm. go. This story was sent in by 
Nicole Spaulding Watson. When I was a kid, I was terrified of the letter W. If my family was leaving the house, I'd run super fast so I wouldn't be the last one in the house to leave because I just knew that this giant purple letter W would be lurking, waiting to chase me if I was there alone. I could imagine exactly how it would walk on its pointy little W legs. (laughs) He had a hat and an overcoat. This was so real to me. There must have been some skit on Sesame Street or electric company with a big letter W, and it was walking and waiting around on a dusky street at night. Those are capitalized with Ws. I still, yes, at 50 plus years old, can see exactly what he looked like in my mind. Was I alone in this irrational fear of Ws? I (laughs) love that. That is amazing. So whimsical, scary. Um, so firstly, I would like to know if anyone out there is afraid of any letters. And this, I think, really hits on like the core of an irrational fear where they're real. Like there literally is nothing to be afraid of, but you just can't. There's just something sinister about it. Yes. It reminds me of um, have you seen Severance? Mm hmm. So the TV show Severance, which came out, I think it was last year, maybe it was like the year before, they have to, um, one of the things where they would have to like analyze data and it was just these numbers and they would have to like feel how the numbers felt and then like put them in bins and they would be like, oh my God, that number was so scary. (laughs) And then they would like put it in a bin and they'd be like, okay, I'm glad that's over. (laughs) That actually reminds me of synesthesia. Have you heard of that? Yes. Where it's people like taste words, like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Also, I love that she's referring to the letter W as a he. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I can see it. It's purple with like an overcoat walking on its like, you know, elbow legs. A fedora. Yeah. Maybe some shades. Yeah. It's great. Rattled and Shook is a Tenderfoot TV production in partnership with Odyssey. Executive producers are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Co-executive producer is Meredith Stedman. Hosted and produced by April Ruha and Meredith Stedman. Lead editor and sound designer is April Ruha. Additional production by Sean Nerney. Production management by Tracy Kaplan and Jordan Foxworthy. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Original art by Puppy Teeth. Follow us on social media at Rattled and Shook.